Welcome, everyone. This is Mr. Fox, the host and the founder of the Husdom Dominant Leader Podcast, a community of men choosing masculinity, striving for excellence and fulfillment in all areas of our lives, with some kinky dominance and submission BDSM fun as well. I was talking with LK today about the Husdom Podcast. I told her I was going to begin producing and publishing podcast episodes again. And our conversation led into many areas from who the target audience really is to sharpening or honing my tagline and even to the music at the beginning of the podcast. Without a clear picture of the journey, it's difficult to know how to navigate it. So when I talk about the music, the music has been a topic that we've discussed before. The first podcast episode had a cool, swanky kind of music intro. After that, I changed it to different music with some original audio takes from the Apollo 11 mission to the moon. Elke asked me, why the Apollo 11 mission? And how did that connect to married dominance and submission? Or leadership? Or being a husdom? Now, obviously, I'm into aviation, which admittedly, isn't quite going to the moon. But, like most of you, we draw similarities from things that we are familiar with. So how the connection between the Apollo 11 to the married dominance and submission? LK was asking those questions because she didn't see any connection at all. And for myself, on the other hand, I thought it fit pretty well. After explaining what it meant to me, LK felt that I should share that same story with you. Follow me today and learn what I told LK. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. The Apollo mission, at the time, was hailed as the greatest, not one of the greatest, but the greatest technological achievements of the 20th century. They shot a rocket into space with three men in it to do something that no one had ever done before, to land a man on the moon and return him safely to Earth. The effort to send the astronauts to the moon had its origins in an appeal President Kennedy made in May of 1961. He said, I believe this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to Earth. When President Kennedy said those words, it was almost unthinkable. It was 1961. Some might have even said that it was an impossible mission. Most households didn't even own a color TV in 1961. To help put it into perspective, there were no remote controls, right? The kids were their parents' remote controls. No cell phones. Phones actually had a physical wire that connected to the wall. Roaming back then was when you were talking on the phone and walking around in the same room. Today, young people probably have no idea what roaming even means. 
There were no microwaves, no computers, no internet, no video games, and oh my gosh, no social media, no apps, right? It was a different time. Yet they had the audacity not only to say that they were going to put a man on the moon, they committed to it. They committed heavily into it and they accomplished it, the impossible. I'm sure that plenty of people were non-believers. I'm sure they had plenty of people telling them that they couldn't do it, whispering to them that they would fail, that it was sci-fi or fantasy, wasn't real, that it was impossible. The impossible mission. The Apollo mission was so much more than just putting a man on the moon and bringing him back again. It was about exploration, daring to believe, people putting themselves out there. They were all in. They knew that they would make mistakes along their way, yet they were willing to make mistakes knowing that they were trying their hardest and doing their best. They were wise enough to know that they would learn from their mistakes, that they wouldn't carry shame or embarrassment, but rather they would gain knowledge and wisdom. They knew that along their journey, they would have skeptics and naysayers, yet they kept the course. They followed their instincts, exploring new universes, new ideas, new concepts that no one thought possible before. They pushed themselves for greatness, believing that they could overcome any challenges that laid ahead of them, believing that greatness, greatness was within their grasp. New frontiers, new adventures. If those men and women were comfortable with mediocrity in the 60s, they would have never dreamt of putting a man on the moon. Or at best, it would have been just that, a dream. They would have never posted the challenge to themselves and then raised themselves to meet that challenge. They would have been satisfied with just good. These men and women wanted greatness. They wanted more, as LK would say. A married dominance and submission marriage is about just that, taking a good marriage and elevating it to greatness leaving behind what society whispers in your ear about what marriage should or shouldn't look like, creating what you want your marriage to look like, the more. Each empowering their partner to dare to dream, dare to become the best version of themselves, to dare to defy society and create an amazing marriage that others will only envy. The naysayers and critics, they will whisper. They will whisper to you that your marriage can't be what you want it to be that it won't work, or that somehow it doesn't fit in today's modern society. That by you wanting more, you are hurting others. By you nurturing your masculinity and her femininity, that you are somehow sexist and you are not empowering your wife. This is not because they believe those things. It's because they're comfortable where they are at. They don't have the courage to reach for more. They don't have the courage to believe in themselves. They don't have the courage to walk a different path. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Right? One small step for a man and one giant step for mankind. One small step for a woman and a man and one giant step for their relationship, their marriage, their happiness. The countdown, Five, that's four, the time to begin. Three, the time two, is right now. One, 
That's what happens at the end of the countdown, right? Blast off. Those guys in the rocket at the end of the countdown, those rockets lit and they were all in, committed to their journey. No turning back, no plan B. Success was their only option for them. They were no longer distracted by the little things in their lives. I'm confident that when the countdown reached blast off, that those little things in their life, they didn't distract them like they do most of us. Those distractions were silenced in that moment. They probably had amazing clarity right then and there. We also need that starting point in our relationships. Don't just alter your current path, the path that's not giving you what you truly desire. Create a defined moment in time where you and your partner are committing, committing to a new journey, a blast-off moment. Before I entered this masculine-led lifestyle, what I'm describing today would have seemed impossible, right? It would have been like Kennedy talking about putting a man on the moon and bringing him back again. Without developing a clear picture of what we wanted our marriage to look like, we would have thought that somehow society was right. That a man embracing his masculine role and nurturing his masculine energy, and a woman embracing her feminine role and nurturing her feminine energy, was somehow sexist. And that somehow in doing so, that masculinity is toxic. That's what society wants us to believe. Because society is too weak to take on the responsibility of the masculine and feminine roles. It's easier to be neutral in life, comfortable. Without critical thinking, society may have appeared to be right. For the strong, we see through their lack of drive and self confidence. We embrace the road less traveled. Walking on the moon was almost unthinkable, unachievable, futuristic, a dream. It was Star Trek, right? Going where no man has gone before. Yet they did it. With dedication, commitment, fortitude, they prevailed. Leading in our marriage is not about micromanaging, belittling, or taking the power away from our wife, making them weak or dependent. Leading in our marriage is about first being able to take care of ourselves. Only then can we take care of those in our charge. We don't focus on changing others. We focus on changing ourselves. When we create the proper setting, the proper environment, we're laying the foundation for our feminine partners to blossom. Our wives want us to lead in our relationships. They want us to take the lead in the bedroom. They want us to sexually dominate them. They love it. There is a structure here though, right? We have to first create the proper environment for them to blossom. Safety and structure. This isn't created first in the bedroom. It's created in the day-to-day relationship as a leader. Looking back in the era of the 50s and 60s, it seems like it was a time when men were men. Maybe I should say that gentlemen existed. Masculine men that weren't subjected to the constant barrage of negativity for their natural masculine energy. In fact, masculinity wasn't a dirty word back then. Not that I believe it is today, but some people in our society would have you believe that it is. There were guys like Humphrey Bogart, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. It was the Rat Pack. Were these guys actually gentlemen? Honestly, I have no idea, right? But they portrayed them 
in my mind, it's how media portrayed them. That's how I see it. They were guys that took the lead, guys that took charge. They were well-dressed. They behaved in a respectable, dignified manner. These men were proper gentlemen and chivalrous. They did what they said they were going to do. They were respectable, honest, trustworthy. They were mature and would respond to situations rather than react. Back in those days, those were the days when men adored their wives. The men and women of the 60s were given a challenge to put a human being on the moon, bring them back again. Those people didn't begin with excuses and why they shouldn't have to show up and how they were somehow victimized by society or any other myriad of excuses that we hear from men today. They weren't wearing the imaginary shackles that keep most men from dreaming and keep most men from believing that they can accomplish greatness. They embraced the unknown and took the challenge because they knew that fulfillment and glory was on the other side of the seemingly impossible mission. They knew that they would discover personal growth and experience new and wonderful things along their journeys. Taking the leadership role in your relationship or marriage is that challenge for us. The road less traveled. Whether the leadership role is in the bedroom or in the bedroom and throughout the entire relationship or just in the relationship, men will need to rise to the challenge. It took over 400,000 people to make it happen, to make the Apollo mission happen, to make it successful. There were engineers, technicians, scientists, men and women. Somehow these people overcame all of the obstacles and the non-believers. They knew with hard work and dedication that they could accomplish greatness that no one else had experienced before. They knew that it was not going to be easy, but they knew that the juice was worth the squeeze, as LK would say. They dared to dream, and they dared to believe. There are always obstacles. Do not allow that to stop you. The people that worked on the Apollo missions were dedicated. They overcame substantial obstacles. They didn't get weighed down by the challenges or give up when approaching significant hurdles. They knew that they would prevail and that the reward they waited for was worthwhile. Sadly, on January 27, 1967, tragedy struck at the Kennedy Space Center in Cape Canaveral when a fire broke out during a manned launch pad test of the Apollo spacecraft and the Saturn rocket. Three astronauts were killed in the fire. Despite the tragedy and multiple other setbacks, NASA and thousands of employees forged ahead. It was not an easy journey for them. Nobody gave up. They kept the course. They believed in their mission. They were willing to adapt and overcome, even in the most challenging of times. Just like relationships and marriages will have their setbacks and challenges as well. We need to focus on the outcome and understand the benefits of our success. Those scientists and engineers, they didn't lose faith in themselves when times got tough. No, they doubled down. They invested more time, more energy into their mission. Couples need to learn to do the same thing and adopt an attitude of we are going to succeed. When your relationship becomes stale or gets in a slump, don't put it off. 
Don't wait for your spouse or your partner to decide it's time to fix it or make it better. Take the bull by the horns, as if you are shooting rockets into space, and make it happen. This is done by making it a priority in your life, realizing that you, and only you, have direct control over your relationship, and that you are directly responsible for the relationship's success or failure. And for many, it may not be a win or lose situation. It may look more like settling. Do not allow yourself to use your time on earth, the very short time that we have, not building and nurturing and having an amazing relationship with your spouse or partner. Our only limitations are those we set in our own minds. In recap today, don't be afraid to dream. Today's society doesn't really promote dreaming for bigger and for better. It would seem that it's more about being just like everyone else, that wanting more has somehow become a bad thing in life, as if everyone doesn't have it, then we don't deserve it either. That philosophy is bullshit, bullshit at its core. Like I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast, there are those that are afraid of challenge, afraid to step up, afraid to step up to the plate and truly take a swing. In life, we all know that there isn't a trophy for participation. Don't listen to opinions that aren't from people that are where you want to be. That advice is probably not rooted in your best interests, but rather in their jealousy, their insecurities, right? Their lack of desire. Next, get out of your comfort zone. Growth doesn't come from taking the easy path, right? The easy, well-paved route. It comes from taking a risk. This isn't necessarily a fundamental risk to your relationship. Most often, it's a risk of simply making a mistake, having the courage to make a mistake and having the wisdom to learn. Make a few mistakes. It's all right. Making mistakes is almost always looked at as a negative. Well, mostly by the one making the mistake. The reality of making a mistake could look quite different. I say could because after the mistake, you can't try to bury it under the carpet or act like it never happened. You need to embrace it, to own it. Talk about it with your partner. Investigate together what you may have done to get a different result. This is how we learn from our mistakes. Brushing it under the carpet or denial will only make us susceptible to make the same mistake again. Now that I've shared what connection I see with the intro music in the Apollo 11 and masculine leadership and married dominance and submission relationships. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. You can do that. You can share them with me either on our private Discord Huzdom channel for members. And if you're not a member and you want to share your thoughts and ideas, head on over to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and let me know what you're thinking. And before we wrap things up today, I just want to say that I get asked by a lot of people how they can help, how they can help get the message out there about choosing masculinity, choosing to be a dominant leader, choosing to be a husdom. Well, I have a lot of great ideas and I'm working toward those ideas right now. If you want to help and become part of the movement on choosing masculinity, you can start by joining our community. Thousands of you are already part of the husdom and submissives community and only a few hundred have actually connected their, their premium accounts to the private Discord server 
where you can connect real time with other Husdoms. So I would encourage you that if you're already a premium member, just click the button, create a Discord account, click the button and join us over there. It's a live chat. You can also follow our social media, follow the Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Do it for all of the sites. Do it for Submisses, Husdom, and Marriage is Sexiest Secret. And then begin a conversation there, right? Reach out, ask questions. Uh, if you see a social media post, say something. Let us know what you think about it. And finally, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you guys for all of your support. Uh, it really lets me know that I'm in the right direction and that you guys actually, actually like what goes on in my crazy mind. So keep it coming and I'll keep the podcast coming. Hey guys, it's March. And that means St. Patrick's Day is almost here. This month, we are featuring two floggers on Fox and Hair that fit right in to the St. Patrick's Day festivities. They have balanced handles, they're made from genuine leather and other materials, and of course, they're handmade in the USA. Our floggers are truly second to none. The 18-inch Irish Eyes flogger and the Green Tahoe with White Rabbit fur. Those are the two featured floggers this month. The Green Tahoe is currently our best-selling flogger of all time. We've sold more Green Tahoes than we've sold anything else. Both floggers have been designed for performance and are excellent choices for the beginner. Don't miss out on these amazing floggers. Check them out today on foxandhair.com.